Well, I've seen a Brazilian ties work with Excel spreadsheets. If he can stay off the whiskey, Brazilian <laughs> tie <laughs> might be a legitimate candidate for the Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL podcast every week. John, John Fraser. Fraser. To me, if this isn't rock bottom for the Bombers, I don't know what is. And Travis Kura. Who would win between the world's fastest cow, the CFL Rabbit, or Brandon Banks? We'll deliver news and fantasy analysis from the Canadian Football League. And nonsense. Bad pizza's better than good salad, right? It's true. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Just like bad wings are, are better than most anything in the world. Can't forget the nonsense. Ready, set, hook Man, it's good to be from the land of poutine and double-doubles. It's episode 60 of the 2 and Out CFL podcast with, I'd like to say Fraser and Kura, but it's Empire Andrew and uh, Kura this week, bringing you all the latest news on the American election. (laughs) Oh my goodness, you're really putting me on the spot. On the other hand, I mean, uh, this is like, you know, uh, two weeks off and one week on for me. I think that's the... uh, We're just following the pattern, aren't we? You do know this position doesn't pay, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Um, uh, Really, I just figured that if I got on the show more, it just gives me more options to say I was part of a uh, CFL Twitter Awards champion. That's really all. I just want to get on as many podcasts as possible to say I could win somewhere. Yeah, you're getting the invites. Are you you on any other podcasts that you could hopefully uh, take credit for? Uh, nothing yet, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really working on it. I don't know. I got the, <laughs> you just got to create like a separate Eskimos podcast, you know? Like- yeah. I should have like three different ones. Yeah. Just all, actually I could just have one dedicated solely to the James Franklin fan club yes! and then one for the Eskimos and then one for like the cheer team or something. And then I, then I can enter in all three. Yes, and then you are good to go. Look at that. <laughs> you can nominate yourself. Oh, man, I haven't nominated myself. I don't know if that's allowed with the Twitter awards, but if you want in on the fun, at CFLT Awards, follow the rules, nominate your favorite uh, podcast, player, team, whatever. Or I guess they're doing the voting for the team right now as we speak, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Fraser says he's away because he's getting ready for the Canadian Bowl between the Saskatoon Hilltops and the West Shore Rebels. I don't know if I buy it. I really don't think... <laughs> You don't buy them? Well, well, they're not playing right now. I bet you John is sitting back. He probably in like a Fairmont bathrobe that he stole when he was <laughs> staying at like the Fairmont Banff Springs. He's got cucumbers on his eyes. He's got like the, the weird grass mask on and feeding himself grapes. That that was an image that none of us really He's wanted, getting his feet you. rubbed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Uh, but he's a dad now, so I have. To, he's a dad now, so I have to put in. There, Max is screaming in the background. You have to be more like it's got to be all about being at home and then having everything at once. Okay. It's really funny. Yeah, I'm like he's too much of a diva to be doing any of that stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, well, before we start talking about football, let's get a Brazilian tie on for getting waxed. And uh, Andrew, I'll give you one guess as to where Ty is right now. <laughs> um, Boston Pizza Pub. Well, he's in a pub, so uh, I was close. I was close. Yeah, <laughs> he's at Cheers in Lloydminster. So nice. <laughs> let's give him a call and. Well, we'll see how this goes. All right, Ty, Ty, uh, cheers. That, that's where you are right now. How's it going? It is. It's going. We just uh, golfed 18 holes at Pebble Beach and decided <laughs> to come out for uh, some money. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> like, you uh, actually just texted me that I better call you sooner uh, than later because <laughs> you're about to switch to whiskey. Has the switch happened yet? Uh, yeah. We've been... Uh, Switching to glide if you, if you, uh, you do so. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, I was think that they'll... the place that I met you at, Brazilian Thai? I can't hear a word John is saying. Oh, that's and Andrew. It's, it's not John. That's why. <laughs> okay, oh. okay, okay, Tyrell. I guess I am con- <laughs> conducting this terribly, uh, terrible interview. Uh, <laughs> who are you waxing this week? 
the Riders again. Okay, oh, come usual. on. You can't just wax them every week. Yeah, well, they just make it too easy. <laughs> well, Jeez. you know, you know that you have to beat BC for Winnipeg to get a home playoff spot. So what do you do? You you stretch your bench. But that doesn't matter to the Riders. No, but it's called competitive balance. Shut up. Don't be a. <laughs> Dress your best lineup available, and they obviously didn't do that. So I, I just, I, I just hate that. Well, what about? Uh, well, it's funny. This, this is funny because Toronto and Montreal—they didn't have anything to play for. But I also don't think they have any backups. <laughs> well, th- yeah, like do Toronto, Montreal actually have starting lineups? Uh, well, I don't think they have backups. Like I was, I'm like, <laughs> who, who are they going to play? But. Montreal. I don't think they can afford backups with their salary cap. <laughs> well, I mean, now that they fired Jim Pop. I mean, they should have some money left over. Maybe they'll be able to have a backup at uh, you know defensive line or something, an import. But man, they they, they don't have any backups at all. Anybody else? Uh, we waxing? Um, uh, you know, just the people who didn't vote but still tend to. And they know what's going to happen in the United States. Is that everyone in Canada? Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be honest, it really does not matter to me who is president as long as it's a Republican. As long as it is a Republican? Well, yeah, because I'm right wing. I'm a conservative. <laughs> I, I love like to make oh money. My. I'm sorry. I just is love... That my fault? <laughs> I love how you are not shy at all about your political I, belief. I, 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 I do not care. As long as it's not the Democrats, because we've seen what the NDP have done in Alberta. We've witnessed the NDP in Saskatchewan completely ruin a province before Brad Wall got in. And, you know, Obama didn't ruin an entire country, but everybody thinks he did. But the Republicans are just all about making money. So, I mean, I, I can live with that. How, like, how many people do you think have turned off to and out by now? <laughs> That's a personal problem. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about ratings. I'm not about. I'm not about that. You're not about ratings. You're the one that waxed nope. your. That's, that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> at, least I, at least I didn't watch it happen. Oh, I had to watch. It was like a car wreck. <laughs> you didn't have to. You wanted to. No, dude. Like, how do you not watch that when this guy you've known for ten years is going to go through something because of a bet you made? I have well, I, to watch I think it. you do is questionable. Oh, my God. And, and I couldn't look away either. So, I mean, there is that. <laughs> Jeez. I don't this know. Way off the rails. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I should even put this in the podcast. But <laughs> since it's live, it's going to stay in there. Well, Ty, you enjoy. I, war- I warned you. I told you it was going to be the best kid ever. <laughs> Ty. You enjoy uh, your whiskeys. If somebody wants to slam you for your political beliefs, who do they get? A, how do they get hold of you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brazilian underscore tie. Okay. Or you can just search me on Facebook and just post whatever Democrat <laughs> video propaganda crap you want. I'll just unfollow you. It and you should change your settings on Twitter so I can tag you in photos. I don't know how to do that. Well, you made it so I can't. Oh. Well, I, I know I changed Facebook, but my employer can't see it. <laughs> I would, too, if I were you, too, Ty. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you guys next week. In the Huddle with Fraser and Kura on the Two It Out podcast. I can't believe we keep that guy around, Andrew. Well, you know, he's worth for entertainment value, I think. And I mean, <laughs> that Brazilian joke is never going to get old. I mean, I still <laughs> laugh every time somebody says, do you want a drink ticket? So, I mean, let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll keep him around for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, See, I just said we. It's like I would have a say in something that you guys do on the show. Anyway, that's... Uh, <laughs> I think you do. I think you do have a majority vote in Two and Out Inc. right now. I get voting power now? Oh, this is fantastic. I totally think that you deserve a a vote right now. An equal share anyway. Oh, I love Uh, it. All right. I'm in. (laughs) News is brought to you by Bomb Energy Drink. 
Oh, man, I've been passing this stuff out to my coworkers. Uh, anytime anybody gets a crappy night of sleep or pretty much any Monday, uh, they come to me. So check them out online. You can buy their stuff there. Drinkbomb.com. They're from the Hammer, so I'm wondering if they'll be cheering for Hamilton this weekend. But our week started with uh, some news out of Montreal, and it kind of came out on a Sunday that they were supposed to be having a press conference, but it had been delayed until Monday. Well, Monday morning, we wake up. Jim Pop, that era is over in Montreal. What's that, 10 Grey Cup appearances and four wins in his tenure there? Yeah, I mean, the guy... The guy knows how to find talent, and I I would definitely give him all the kudos in the world for that. Um, but, you know, it just – you knew it was kind of coming to an end, I think, in the middle of this season. That uh, the, How long were they just going to let him do whatever he wanted? And, uh, and you just see some of the choices, and you hear about all the salary cap issues and the high-priced guys that he was bringing in, and you think – uh, sooner or later, when there's not that production on the field, somebody's going to turn around and say, well, you know, I I appreciate everything you did, but uh, it's time for us to find somebody else. And what what, what a massive change, though, as if for Montreal fans, because the, he's been a part of it ever since they were back in Montreal. Yeah. Is this all because there's no more Calvillo and Tressman there? Well, that's a huge part of it, I think. I mean, and Calvillo's still around, but... Calvillo isn't, I don't think, as ready to be a coach as we thought. But, I mean, that has to be where most of it comes from, right? Is because Calvillo was everything in Montreal for so long. And where the problem is, if we look back now, when you're looking at Pop and things, is that there just wasn't that plan for what happens when Calvillo goes away. And uh, we've, you know, they've tried for a few years and it's just not going the way they want it. <laughs> so um, that, it's, that's tough, especially if you're a Montreal fan, because you're used to winning so much, right? Well, last year, it was almost the West Division shuffle when it came to management. And this year, it might be the East Division shuffle uh, happening. There's a lot of names being tossed around uh, in Montreal. And Justin Dunk is saying that... Uh, it looks like Danny Machocha is going to be the guy. You know uh, Danny Machocha very well. Yeah, he won a great cup in Edmonton in 2005, but it didn't end well. No, no. And you know what? It's uh, I've heard a lot about Machocha going there. And, and we talked about it a bit on our show this week is that maybe the balance of having Machocha as GM and Shaptalene as coach where they're both, you know, bilingual, they can work together. Maybe that's something that benefits both of them. And uh, I, I just know that here, I mean, yes, Machocha was here for that cup, but I, I still don't believe he had a lot to do with that. <laughs> I think it was a lot of the players saying, well, we'll just do what we're going to do. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens. And and I don't know. Uh, the one thing I don't honestly know very well is does Machocha have a really good grasp on bringing in talent? And I think that's where the huge thing is. He seems to be doing well as the coach of the Carabiners, but is he going to be able to come in and find the talent that is what they need? I, and I I can't answer that at this particular moment. Well, Chapdelaine and uh, Pop work together in Edmonton. And Dave Campbell on Twitter, it was might have been yesterday uh, from so Chapdelaine and you mean Chapdelaine and and uh, Danny, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they did not get along at all. Uh, (laughs) No, it was extremely dysfunctional. But I I feel like Chapdelaine has really won over the fans in Montreal. I think he has. And I think he's actually won over a lot of the players, too. Yeah. Uh, from the sounds of things, that the players want the interim coach taken off or the interim tag taken off with him as well. So, uh, man, you, you how do you, <laughs> it's like the up, up is down and down is up. What is going on? People yeah. actually want him to be there. And they're talking about Machocha again. What is, yeah, I, I'll just sit over here in my happy stadium. That's good. So <laughs> apparently the last three hires in Montreal were made by the owners, not by Jim Pop. So 
are they going to hire a GM and say, hey, you can't, you really can't pick your own head coach? Uh, we've already got our guy. Fans like him. Oh, my. And I, it, I hope not. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know if that dysfunction is going to continue in Montreal. There's a, there's a bunch of other names getting tossed around. Uh, uh, Eric Tillman, who's been laying low and bringing a lot of talent into Hamilton. Is is he ready to make that jump back? Uh, or has he uh, gotten his reputation back up to snuff uh, to get back uh, in that role in Montreal? Well, does he go if he already has a GM position in uh, Hamilton? Like, well, that I, that situation is so weird. Absolutely. Because yeah. How do you who who talks to who? Right. Like, oh, uh, Kent, I need you to take care of this. Oh, well, I'm the president. I'm telling you, no, yeah. you can't. Like, what? It's so Tillman on. is Austin's boss, but Austin is Tillman's boss. So they must work together well. I mean, they must. They uh, must. I, I don't. I could not imagine working in that type of situation. But uh, yeah. So I. I don't know if he'd be ready. He's got a pretty good thing in Hamilton. Yeah. I think. I. I think so. And uh, they would be a lot better team this year if they didn't have to deal with the injuries they have. I think. And, Absolutely. Uh, and they've been finding talent all the time in uh, Hamilton lately. And if they can keep. Caleros, healthy. I think he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Some are starting to not feel that way because of the injuries, but I, I think if he's healthy, he's he's one of the best. So we'll see what happens in Montreal. We might be waiting a little bit there. Another team that will probably be demanding some changes is going to be Toronto. Uh, Absolutely. I, I don't know if they're going to bring Jim Pop in. Like, there, there is that rumor. Him and Tressman has also been said a lot for for Toronto as well, right? Because there was and a lot of talk about Tressman, but Dave Naylor said uh, whenever Tressman went to the, you know, uh, the combine and things like that, he would never watch the drills because he's not a personnel guy. He's a coach. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So, so I don't know if he wants the Kent Austin, Chris Jones, Wally Bono role. Or if he just wants to be a coach, uh, Tressman. But yeah. if you could have the combo, Pop, uh, GM, and Tressman coach like it was in uh, Montreal, maybe that's something uh, that they do. And the way that Pop has handled the salary cap, I mean, he might just be better off just being a scout. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I mean... Because, you know, the salary cap in Toronto is perfectly fine after the Willie trade, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen oh, a Brazilian ties work with Excel spreadsheets. If he could stay off the whiskey, Brazilian <laughs> tie might be a legitimate candidate for the Toronto Argonauts. It, don't you think he would sell tickets? Oh, absolutely. If we don't win six games, the last game of the season at BMO Field, I am going to wax... <laughs> Everything <laughs> at center field. <laughs> you can watch it all. <laughs> so yeah, flags everywhere. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to challenge that. Uh, can we get another angle, please? Uh, That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'll pass on the other angles. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> just, so, just give me his face like squealing. That's all that I want. Yeah. <laughs> we will be waiting until after the Grey Cup probably to hear what happens in uh, Toronto and Montreal, but it, it's definitely going to be interesting whatever does happen. Uh, Absolutely. Lo yeah. Locker clean-out day uh, in Regina. Darian Durant was very – it seemed honest in uh, his interview saying that contract negotiations – are at a standstill. Now, of course, yeah. CFL contract uh, salaries are not you know, known to the public. Some right. do get out there. A lot of it is speculation. It looks like Durant wants... It looks like the big disagreement here is how Durant gets paid. It, it looks yeah. like the riders want it to be performance-based, and Durant wants it guaranteed, which I think should change in the CFL. Uh, I think it's absolute crap that any team can just cut a player and it's not guaranteed. But if yeah, you fire well, a, 
If you fire a coach, oh, he gets paid for the rest of his contract. Yeah, but then the the players are not, and it, it's so difficult, right? Because how many? T- well, we saw it a couple times in the off season where guys were due to get their you know big bonus, and next thing you know, they're you know out Cut, on the yeah. street. And uh, so, yeah, it, it is a tough one for sure. And and I think that I personally think that Durant, if he got um, some uh, some decent money up front with a with a tailored down type contract i have a feeling he would take it because i think he wants to stay in saskatchewan i think he has uh, you know he knows he's going into this new field and they're building this great team and all this type of thing uh, I, I think the question is is that will is jones just going to stick to his guns as he tends to do or is he going to try and say okay well we we need darian at this point or is what else does he have up his sleeve well that's what i'm worried about uh that He's just going to stick to his guns, and Durant's not going to be back yeah. next season. And <laughs> I, we heard the same things about John Chick that uh, oh, we're confident that we're going to have Chick on the team next year, and yeah. then no, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen, and he's been playing lights out for Hamilton. Now, I think it is totally proven that. You can't go with Ricky Ray for 18 games. Absolutely. So they can't just, hey, uh, Ricky, come uh, be the starting quarterback in Regina. James Franklin is locked up for a yes, year. Yes, and- he is. Yes, he very much is. <laughs> and, and Hervey <laughs> is not going to play hardball, or not, he will play hardball with uh, Chris Jones. I, I oh, believe, absolutely. I believe that the trade that he wanted was uh, Josiah St. John and a first-round pick. You have to assume that price is higher now. Oh, it has to be after this weekend, and boy, I can't wait till we get to talk about that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but Travis Lule is also a free agent. Is he a guy that you want to put all the eggs in that basket? But then uh, Matt Nichols is also... Uh, a free agent as well, but does Winnipeg? I I could s- almost see Winnipeg and Saskatchewan swapping quarterbacks. Really? Wow! No, not in a trade. Not in no, a trade. But just just in free agents. Hmm. Yeah, that would be, be very interesting because Nichols, I think, would be a serviceable stopgap until the next guy. Oh, I'm. I agree. I agree that he is that. Um, I think Durant. But, you have to pay him starter money. But do you, do you think that Winnipeg is going to let Nichols go when they have when they've had that success with him, and they already know who he is and what he can do and all those types of I I I think they'd be okay to throw some money at him and keep him around as that stopgap guy and find their next one. That, that's what I think Winnipeg would do. Yeah, I, I think the Riders need Durant. More than Durant needs the riders. I agree. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't know if Jones sees that or if he's just too proud and too uh, stubborn to uh, give in uh, well, to the Jones, demand. Stubborn, really? I mean, <laughs> he's so subtle, that guy. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, and we know his legacy is going to be can he find the next quarterback for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Oh, absolutely, because he he is a personnel guy. Yeah, and uh, if he can't, then th- that's almost a failed experiment, I think. In, um, not an experiment, but but well, he's he's got to find the next guy. But he also had to make that defense better, and in in he has done that. And I think I mean, he did. Let's, he let's did. be honest about that. He he has done a great job in making that defense better and it is only going to get better that, yeah. that's how i feel um but uh, yeah finding that next quarterback is going to be difficult and i have a feeling that in his mind he he already had lined up uh franklin or lynch or whoever it might be that was going to be that next guy and and not sure if he's going to be able to get them yeah <laughs> well you you know that franklin's going to want to start after next season though uh, possibly. I, I don't know if I would put as much stock in that as a lot of people have said. And yes, he's an amazing quarterback. And when you're an amazing quarterback, you want to play. But he, 
in every type of every interaction that I've had with him is that he is about he's about family. He's about waiting, getting his turn when his turn is there. He's about being part of the team. And I think that he's very comfortable here. And one of the things that he even said when he was on the podcast was that, you know, I want to be able to have a life and have a family. And I actually want to be at home at times. And that doesn't really jive with where you want to go to keep playing. So I, I don't know that he's that anxious to say, well, I need to start. I think he might be a little bit more, okay, well, I'll get my turn. I'll, you know, I'll wait and see how things go and I'll learn and I'll get better. And I mean, the he's only a kid. I mean, he's 25 years old. Like, He's got lots of years left to to play and start. And after his performances lately, I would have to think that Ed is going to reward him with more than what a regular backup quarterback is going to get. Um, Mike Riley is only 31, and he's changed his style, his playing style, so he's not as much of an injury risk. Uh, We'll see what he does in the playoffs (laughs) uh, when it's all on the line, but uh, it might be a long time before Franklin gets a starting gig. And I have to think, I'm just saying, if it was me, I'd want to start, uh, <laughs> you know, have a have a chance to have that team uh, on my back. He, yeah, he's got the world in front of him, though. I, what do I say? I'm just a grizzled old man <laughs> with a terrible mustache <laughs> that I've been growing yeah. for November. <laughs> And congrats on that, by the way, although it still looks weird. Um, I think, no, and I, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. And I looking at, I think Franklin would be happy to take the chance to be here. Uh, Riley is signed for two more years. And I think Franklin stays for at least that and sees what happens. That's my, that's my crystal ball. Look at things at this particular moment. Well, I'd wait two years for Mike Riley to go to Saskatchewan too. So, nice. <laughs> <laughs> why is it all of my quarterbacks are going to Saskatchewan? I'll take another four places. and fourteen season. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, speaking of those Eskimos, uh, Jason Moss was miked uh, on was. the weekend. Yes, he was against Toronto, but he didn't call any plays. He nope. didn't. Uh, well, when he did talk, he covered the mic. He did say a few things. Yeah, uh, he did. To be fair, I mean, I skimmed through the game, and he did speak a little bit, but not nearly as much as the other coaches. And, yeah, he didn't call the plays. He didn't have the headset on. What do you make of that? Okay, wait. Do you think it really was less than the other coaches? Because I watched that. I rewatched that game. And and him and him and Milanovic said about the same amount of things. Well, maybe TSN was trying to make a point out of it. I believe they were, and because I actually they said that really I, zoomed in on him nonstop. Absolutely, and they and honestly, at the one the, when he wasn't wearing the headset, which a lot of the head coaches don't. They're, I mean, so, like only Wally Chris, doesn't. Come on. But okay, fair enough. But does uh, Dickinson? I think is the only other one that actually calls plays, though, right? Right. So and yes, he did it, and I applaud him for it. That's great. Um, but I don't know that it's uh, like because as soon as he didn't have the headset on, then immediately TSN vilified him, which I, I understand. He made the poor choice in the first place. <laughs> I don't get, I'm not backing down on that one either. But I do think that it was it was just interesting to me because I don't think that he said really any less than what we heard Milanovic say in that game. I think the coolest part of that was actually uh, Ricky Ray – or not Ricky Ray, Mike Riley. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. Just talking to his teammates when he wasn't playing. I, uh, I thought that was really cool. I, I love the paranoia of the audibles at the line. Yeah. Because guess what? The defense is here, the quarterback yelling the audibles at the line. Yeah. So who cares? I, yeah. That, it, it's, it, just, 
a paranoid business. Football. Is. Uh, it it absolutely is, and I I agree with you. I think that there's a little there's there's over paranoid, but uh, but uh, I mean that, that he he stuck to his guns. I'll give yeah. him that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, I can respect that, man. I, <laughs> yeah, he did put he did put the mic on, but he stuck to what he said he was going to do. And at first, we all we all thought that he might be uh, that he might say, tell Hervey, "Well, now you're the head coach." <laughs> but uh, but you know that didn't happen. At least, but I anyway, still wanted Odell to get the mic. I, that's what I wanted. Yeah, and and we talked about this too, and and the thing behind that is, and I I actually think it was Fraser that said this. Ah, oh, damn, I keep screwing up. Fraser said this <laughs> that um, if if you're advertising though for a live mic game, if you advertise it as the defensive end is going to be wearing a mic, who's really gonna? If you're not a football fan, are you going to care? But yeah, if you maybe say it's only the diehards. Yeah, if you say the quarterbacks are mic'd up, now people want to pay attention. So I, right. I think that's where the difference was. Yeah, that'll bring more of the casual viewers in, I guess. Well, and that's really what the live mic is for, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's not for you and me that are watching every game, no matter what. Yeah, it's I'm an for... idiot. Like, why am I watching Hamilton and <laughs> <in> Montreal? <laughs> Although that might have been my favorite game of the week. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the games. Time for the Fantasy Expose on the 2 and Out podcast. Friday night football. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> Only one team cared. And I actually thought that they were going to lose the way the game started. Uh, Ottawa didn't care. They sat everyone. And uh, Winnipeg ended up winning uh, thirty-three to twenty, which actually forced the Lions to massacre the Riders on yeah, Saturday. Because if uh, Winnipeg uh, loses against Ottawa's backups, then uh, uh, BC probably would have played uh, their backups. But I mean, uh, Darvin Adams though is something to talk about. He Isn't might he? become a big factor in the West semifinal. Absolutely. And I mean, you can't, you know, 100 yards on six catches and two TDs. Uh, and yes, uh, and we have to justify a lot of this as we're yeah. talking about these games that, you know, the, the, the team you're playing against is not the A team. But but Darvin Adams has been on a roll in the last few weeks. And uh, he's Ever really since filling coming the back. role of that tall receiver, right? Yeah, he's the one of the biggest guys there. I mean, uh, they brought in Tory Gurley, who was doing uh, okay. He did nothing in this game, but Adams, yeah, two touchdowns in this one, one touchdown uh, when he returned uh, the week before as well. So uh, that might be a game changer uh, against BC. They do have more weapons to work with in this game. They didn't have Adams when they beat BC twice in a row a few weeks ago, so maybe that's <laughs> something that the Lions have to look out for. Oh, I think they definitely have to be aware of it for sure. And 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 Adams could be a, a huge difference. So could Harris. I mean, yeah. Harris coming back the last time he was in BC, he racked up the yards and he had 142 combined last week. So you got to know that those two guys are going to be making a difference. The the thing for me is is the biggest battle in that BC Winnipeg game that's coming up is going to be BC's uh, offense versus that Winnipeg defense. Right, and I think that's where the that's where the big difference is going to be in that game. Well, the the Bombers have the worst secondary in the league. Well, as far as yards given up, they're the only secondary to give up over six thousand yards. But that uh, turnover differential is huge. If if, if yep. uh, BC protects the ball, I think they'll win. But we'll get to that uh, in uh, oh, yes. in the picks. Let's talk about this game. Uh, Montreal beats Hamilton thirty two twenty five. Now Zach Caleros did get reps. I think it was to have him more and more up to speed uh, ahead of uh, the E semifinal against Edmonton. It just—it yeah. sounds weird to say uh, the E semifinal against Edmonton, but uh, they had to take him out of the game because I—I I give full props to Montreal here because now you can say whatever you want about Kyrie Z Bear and those guys being dirty or whatever, but they—they they still cared. And, oh, and, absolutely, they did. And yeah. I think that speaks to the professionalism of the veterans on that team. That even though they're out of it, they 
they they wanted to win, and uh, I guess they want to be brought back next year. That's a part of it too. But they they wanted to win, and they actually have the same record as the Tiger Cats. And uh, Hamilton's just lucky that Montreal didn't have it together earlier in the season. Yeah, absolutely. And and Winston Venable on the defense. Yeah, what a, what a game! And that guy when he hits. Like he is just cutting guys in two. Uh, yeah. It, so so yes, you take Coleros out to make sure that that doesn't happen to him. Uh, and yet, on the other hand, there's that question that I was asking: is that him only playing one quarter? And he had a decent quarter. Don't get he me did. wrong. But but is that enough to be back in the groove before you're facing a full A team the next week? Well, I, I don't know. I think they wanted to give him the half, but. <laughs> when he's peeling himself off the carpet, you're like, well, <laughs> let's cut our losses and just try next week. Now, the highlight I thought of this game was Andre Pru, uh, refing. <laughs> now, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, he, it, earlier in the game, uh, there was an offside call, and he ended up saying that Hamilton declined it without giving Hamilton the choice. And uh, Austin went off on Andre Pruitt. It was it was so funny. But later in the game, one of the Montreal players sacks the quarterback, gets up and celebrates, and bowls over poor Andre. Doesn't even know. And then another ref threw a flag. And... Uh, I liked his words. It was Pru, so good. It was so good. He he drops the flag. There was no infraction on the play. It was an accident. <laughs> and they were laughing. And, it, and to me, like that that only that's a, one of those things that only happens in Canada. Oh, absolutely. And it was just like the guy knocked him over. They threw a flag. The guy went over and said, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I'm I really didn't mean to do that." And Prue's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> We're good. We can have a beer after. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was so good. I actually think, now I don't know what the grades look like or anything like that, that Prue should be refing the Grey Cup this year. I would 100% agree with that at this moment. At this moment. Yeah. Every every game that he refs, I feel like it has a lot better flow. Uh, yeah. Compared, although, I, I do have to say, all of the officials are, I think, doing better now than they were even eight weeks ago or whatever. but uh, well, There's a couple that I still will cringe <laughs> if I know they're breathing the game. But I guess I do yes. Think, I do think Prue has been great this year and probably the best. Oh, I would 100% agree. I, I think that he's done very well this year. And I whenever I see that it's going to be him or Kim Murphy, I'm like, okay, this will be a reasonably good game. Yeah, and uh, I think Prue has that extra charm, though. You know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, he says it all in a, such a lovely accent. That's what it is. <laughs> in the last game at Taylor Field, you know, he gets announced as the ref, and everyone boos. And I don't think it's a malicious boo. It's just the boo. <laughs> maybe they're just saying Prue. Oh, but, maybe. Maybe. There's always the chance. Yeah. But, but I've never heard anybody say a quarterback has been encircled twice. <laughs> and, and then... Uh, when he last ref the Grey Cup uh, in Vancouver, when it was Hamilton versus Calgary, and uh, I think it was that playoffs when he tried to say uh, vicinity. Oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> vicinity. Yes, and he said vinicity. <laughs> I lost my heart in Fran Francisco for uh, what's what's the words? Yeah. Oh my. Well, I screwed it up, so I got no point there either. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> we move on uh, to your favorite game of the week, the second game in the triple header, which they should do this to open the season, not close the season. <laughs> triple header. See, now the only thing that I had an issue with with that was that I had a home game and it was in the middle of the two. So yeah, I so I couldn't watch any. missed most of the other ones, right? But, I mean, let's face it. We all just wanted to sit in, uh, you know, our jogging pants and watch nine hours of football, right? Yeah, I couldn't watch any of the games until Sunday. So, I mean, yeah, I was exactly. at the Edmonton game, but I got to drive in for it, and that really screws it for me. So, exactly. Man. Good choice on game, though. That was a but great game. I'll, I'll, I'll get on tweeting the CFL because the schedule doesn't work for my needs. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> the Eskimos cr- 
crush Toronto 41-17. James Franklin has four touchdown passes all in the first half. Those oh, are Madden I, okay, numbers. Wait, on his first four drives. Oh, those are Madden numbers on rookie difficulty. Absolutely. Even pro, you can't do that. Okay, but when uh, I got to say this though, his first throw that went to Bryant Mitchell and then Bryant Mitchell does a, a spin move and bounces off three guys to get the first down, it just kind of set the tone. It was I want to see that. I want to see Mitchell playing more. And, I do uh, too, and I think we will next year. I think yeah. that's that's uh, he's going to be high up on the list as far as guys that are going to cuz he's so fast. And uh, I was very, very impressed with him. But obviously, the the matchup or the or the linkage between Franklin and Zilstra, yeah, oh goodness, I, I give me that all day because that was just uh, beautiful to watch. Well, let's just assume that Darrell Walker is going to have some NFL tryouts next season. Yeah, maybe he's okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think that Vidal Hazelton's going to have a dogfight to get onto the roster next season. Oh, I agree. I agree. Because we were talking about this. Uh, I was talking about with Superfan about who is the Edmonton's five starting receivers next year. Well, Getzlaff will be gone. Do you think so? Well. A Canadian veteran presence? Is, and, unless Devin Bailey has turned more heads than I think, I think that Getzlaff might be around for another year yet. Okay, I'm going to blow his name, but Natty AJ, AJ, AJ? Natay AJ, yes. Natay AJ. Yeah. I think he's got more upside than uh, Getzlaff. He he might, yes. He's he's definitely speedier, um, but I think what the Eskimos are needing on and still to keep on that receiving core is that veteran Leadership, And one of the things that when I spoke with Bryant Mitchell at Football 301, he said that he is just in awe of Chris Getzlaff and trying to be like him because he said when he lines up and the defense sets, he already knows what that defense is doing. And I am trying to learn how he does that. And there's just such a huge advantage in having that kind of veteran leadership in the receiving core. Interesting. Well, I guess that is what uh, uh, nine seasons does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you a little bit of a benefit. I mean, if you look at it, I guess you could say that Kuhorn could be that person too. But I just don't know that Kuhorn is that is has the same personality. I guess is the word. I guess that I'm going to use that. that right. Getzlaff has that calmness. That you know, calm everybody down and this is what we need to do. And, and when that second down comes, I'll be right there and you put it in my hands and we've got a first down. Right? Well, so, Getzlaff yeah. did play 18 games for the first time since 2012. He had 41 catches, the most since uh, 2013. And 455 yards, a couple touchdowns. I mean, it's not a bad season by uh, any no. means, but... Well, but he's also on an offense that has a Darius Bowman and Darrell Walker. Like you weren't going to see a whole lot of football going your way, but when it came, when it went his way, he usually caught it and it and it counted, right? So that, that I think that's really what they're looking for in that particular position. The only other thing that I could see happening is that uh, maybe Getzlaff goes because Corey Watson goes back into that role. Right. Now that that third guy could be. Zilstra, right? Or is yeah. it Hazelton? Or is it Mitchell? Oh my goodness! It's a, a abundance of riches. It's a good problem, I guess. Yeah, I don't uh, have a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In Toronto, uh, I don't know if it's Ricky Ray's last start. I actually thought he looked all right when he was not picking himself up off the ground. He twenty four of thirty for two hundred fifty two yards and a uh, touchdown. Whitaker looked, I thought, good. Uh, twenty one oh, yeah. twenty one carries for one hundred seventeen yards. Uh, Matthew Shinetti, uh tweeted that it, it doesn't look like Ricky Ray is going to be. Uh, retiring, it's just basically up to him whether he wants backup money or starter money. Yeah, and uh, and there's a little part of me that I could see where that would happen, but I, I can't imagine... Let's see how I put this nicely. I can't imagine if he gets hurt again that he would want to come back. He, the, at the end of that game... Uh, when they were meeting, he met with kind of Ed Hervey and Jason Moss uh, on the field there. And uh, you could just sense that it was like, hey, you know, this was, you know, th this was amazing. And you could just kind of feel 
it coming off of Ricky that it was a lot, right? Yeah. And and he really had to suffer a lot this season uh, with all of the injuries and things. So I. I, I don't know. I, I don't know which way it's going to go. It, it's very hard. I, I'm, of course, always sad if Ricky is to go because, uh, you know, one of obviously my favorite players back in the day. But I I hope that he makes the decision that's best for him and best for his health. And I, I just I worry about that because of all the major injuries he's had. Yeah, the Argos were a lot more competitive with him in the lineup. Uh, oh, yeah. And not without him. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, maybe he does stick around for one more year. Uh, you, you have to think maybe it is a Lule situation because Lule, I uh, thought he was done, but he's he's had uh, you know a season where there's not as much mileage on that shoulder, and uh, you know this season it, it wasn't as bad as you know last season or absolutely uh, before. But maybe an off season will be able to have him come back 100% because I'm not convinced that he was 100% even when this season started. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that he was either, but I still think that he was groomed for that mentor role with uh, with Jonathan Jennings. And I, I think he that's actually a really good spot for him to be in. Yeah. I don't know if he would be a starter. And I don't know if Ricky has that same type of, of mentality because uh, I think he just wants to be on the field. Well, it's hard to tell with Ricky. Like, Ricky, yeah, are you happy? Yeah, he's such a quiet leader. Do you yeah, care? Exactly. <laughs> are you happy? He's like my nephew. Like, I take him to a concert or something. Did you have fun? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's just so different because I'm so passionate and I wear my, my emotions on my sleeves. You can tell what really? I'm thinking. Really? <laughs> I, I'm shocked. You're so quiet and laid back. Yeah. Wallflower. I've said that about you a lot. <laughs> But Ricky Ray strikes me as a guy, Ricky, like, are you happy? Like, yeah. can I get you a coffee? No, I'm all right. Well, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's actually like that, but that's, uh, I remember fans would get mad at him. I think even in Edmonton when he would throw a pick and fans are like, why, why isn't he mad? He looks like he doesn't care. Yeah. He'd just walk off him. Okay. Yeah. Well. I'll go back, do it again, and I'll throw the touchdown the next time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah, a, a totally different mentality. But that's what I mean, right? So is is Ricky into coaching? I honestly, or like, or being that kind of coach person? I, I don't know. I, I'm sure he can break down film better than a lot of people that are in the league now. But is he that excited about it? And I, I you just don't know. Uh, the last game of the season ended up being the BC Lions crushing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 41 18. Uh, Jonathan Jennings has three touchdowns. Heck, Lule had a touchdown. He got on in the fun there as well. Now, uh, Jeremiah Johnson did get banged up in this game, ankle injury, but they really didn't need to force him back in. Uh, so, no, they not said, really, hey, no. Here, go, go go take a little bit of a break here. I, I found it interesting that they gave Rainey nine carries instead of Lambala. You, you have to think that Rainey's more, no offense to Raleigh, but maybe a little bit more valuable to the team in the playoffs. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but Johnson, but Lambala did have the big 31-yard run, so I was happy about that. Uh, Johnson will be fine. He will be playing in the playoffs uh, this week. And I'm actually going to roll with him on uh, DraftKings because uh, he's got a better yards per carry than both John White and Andrew Harris. And wow. he's he's better at, at yards per game as well. If it weren't for Anthony Allen, Johnson would probably be the leading rusher in the league. Yeah, yeah, quite likely. I mean, he really did have a, a heck of a season. There's no doubt. There's no denying that and no doubt about it. But I, I'd be curious to see how this all uh, plays out on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Is, is it is it Johnson that's going to have big yards against that, that Winnipeg D, or is it John White that's going to have big yards against the Hamilton Rush D? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a fl- coin flip. 
Could be, could be. It'll be very interesting. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I, I did put together a uh, semifinal primer on thegruelingtruth.net. So if you want to check that out, I, you know, I, I, I compare the uh, run defense and the passing defenses from the regular season. I know the playoffs are a whole new season, but uh, I do like Jeremiah Johnson this week against the Winnipeg's defense, who gives up a lot of yards but forces turnovers. So the, yes, it, that's very true. It, it's kind of a I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. Uh, maybe they are, you know, on the field more because they score with their defense. But uh, we'll see if they can make that happen uh, against BC. Who, you know, what they had twenty six thousand fans in the stands, and I yeah. hope they can keep the that going for the playoffs here. Yeah, me too. I hope they get a nice big draw for the playoffs because BC's been waiting for that for a long time, and now's now's the time get get out there and support that team, right? So, and they actually have some. I think some of the craziest fans, like those guys in oh, the sure. front row, they oh, must. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Mojo? Yeah, pe- people make yeah people make fun of girls for doing makeup, but those guys in their face paint. Oh, oh it's craziness! Uh, how yeah. hard is it? I can't. I can hardly draw a question mark, and, and these guys have these incredible designs on their face. I don't know if they paint each other or, or what, but they look, they're scary at the Grey Cup, and they do it every every day. They have some diehards in uh, BC, so I hope they crank it up uh, for the playoffs here. As for the Riders, man... <laughs> Yeah, well, the season was over. It was, uh, yeah. It's like as soon as they traded uh, Xavier Fulton, they were done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. uh, Well, and you know what? It was, it became tryouts for next year, right? And and I think you guys talked about this last week, but it was one of the things that was kind of upsetting was that they did that quote unquote, you know, late season preseason game in the final game at Taylor Field. And that was a little frustrating and. And they kind of carried it over to BC. So. Well, and that's another reason why I'm worried about Darian Durant. Uh, the, the way that they were rotating quarterbacks uh, in the final game. And then there was talk that he was going to get the start in BC. And th- and then the depth chart comes out. Yeah. And he's not on it. And That's right. It was crazy. Suddenly he was too banged up to play or something. And you're like, what? Like. Maybe he was only going to play a quarter anyway, but I'm wondering if there was a falling out there, not because of the contracts, but just the way things have been handled over the past uh, couple weeks. But Brandon Bridge, I I really want to see him get into some meaningful game action. Wholeheartedly agree. I thought he played very well. Yeah, he looked good last season in the last game of the year for Montreal, too. So exactly. He needs more time. (laughs) Yeah, he goes 10 of 11 for 120 yards. Mitchell Gale, he looked like, man, he hit a bonanza a few too many times uh, <laughs> in between his last start in the summer and playing in this game. I, I don't know if he's the guy anymore for Saskatchewan. but it's, uh, yeah, I, it's a little rough to tell, but I, I do think, though, that Bridge looked amazing. I, mean, I would say that he has a, a leg up at this moment. Full disclosure, I need to go to Bonanza again. It's, it's, <laughs> it closed down in Regina, so there's only Bonanza in uh, Lloyd Minster. Not Lloyd Minster. used to be in Lloyd. Saskatoon and Moose Jaw. So uh, every time I go to Saskatoon, it's either FUDs or Bonanza or... Uh, but I don't know why I go to Bonanza. I just go there. Have you been there? I have not been to a Bonanza <laughs> since they didn't have one in Edmonton, and that was a long, long time ago. Oh but yeah, it's I been do a while. remember it. My my favorite though was was Fuddruckers when it was oh. here because everybody messed up the name, and it was the greatest thing. Oh. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rudd Angry Elk is what you're that, saying. Well, yeah, it was yeah. One, my one of my <laughs> friends, his his mom actually said, uh, "Let's go to." other fire truckers and <laughs> i laughed so hard and like she, the, what? yeah and she said it the way yeah and she I, actually thought it was that oh yeah, but that's what she just said i don't know that if she actually <laughs> thought that but she said it and when my friend told me this story i it was like 10 minutes of straight laughing it's the greatest <laughs> it's the greatest thing <laughs> So but, breaking news, apparently, there's a new FUDS opening up in Regina Ooh. Uh, in December. 
And wow. there was an Alberta businessman that got a license to open up like four FUDs between Alberta and Saskatchewan. So really? you have to think. Oh, Regina, the fun name is coming back. I can't Calgary, wait. Calgary, Edmonton. Yeah. And I'm hoping Red Deer, but I somehow doubt it. <laughs> Just because that's my luck. But probably then, Lethbridge or something. Then you could come up to Edmonton and we could all go to Mother Fire Truckers. And Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, which is opening in Edmonton. <laughs> oh, this is going to, this podcast is all exciting and lots of food. I can't wait. Can I get Popeye's as a sponsor for Two and Out? Does anybody know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is oh, it's fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to our uh, uh, playoff picks. It's everyone's favorite game show. Are you smarter than two overweight Canadian podcasters? Pick the weekly winners in the CFL on Facebook or Twitter at Two and Out CFL. I might not be glued to my couch for nine hours, but it'll be a solid <laughs> six hours until my wife <laughs> makes me do dishes or something stupid, uh, but <laughs> she she might make me do dishes during the West Semi if the Eskimos lose. So uh, this is true. This is she's true. An, she's an Eskimos fan. So if Smart the Eskimos lady. win, happy wife, happy life. If they lose, uh oh. <laughs> I like the first option. Yes, the East Semi, it is uh, the Tiger Cats and the Eskimos. I actually find it interesting that the tiger cats and the eskimos have never played in the playoffs it is it's kind of crazy well we they've played in the gray cup before oh they're not counting the gray cup they must not be because they must only be counting uh the semis and and finals because they've played in the gray cup for before for sure well that's I'm, not as surprising then yeah no not at <laughs> That ruins my mojo. Well, sorry, sorry about that. But, but yes, no, I, I'm sure that I'm sure that we've played in the. I'm gonna have to look it up now. You got me all uh, confused. But uh, yeah, no, I'm. It's crazy that they're. I mean, the crossover is gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, these two teams have matched up very well all yeah. year. With uh, definitely, you know, um, Hamilton making all those comebacks. Oh, cringe. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how does uh, Hamilton overcome all of these massive injuries that they're having to deal with. I mean, uh, almost their entire receiving core. That's that's crazy. Yeah, they, they both have uh, kind of middle of the pack defenses and they both have top tier offenses, I think. And yes. uh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the the tie cats are two and a half point underdogs in uh, this one, but I I don't think it's wise to write them off. I, I you may be a Jason Moss guy, but I think the tie cats have that coaching edge, and Austin has taken them to the Grey Cup or at least the East Finals since uh, going back to Hamilton. So he's going to have his team prepared, and I think they better get. C.J. Gable involved in this game. If they don't, they don't have a hope in hell to win this game. I, I Yeah, I totally agree. They have to get Gable involved, not only running, but also catching. And I, I don't know. I, I definitely haven't written the the Ticats off by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is a bigger challenge than a lot of people are yeah. uh, saying it will be. But uh, because, And I think it's because of the the win and loss records, right? I mean, the whole entire East, nobody had a winning record and the Eskimos who are 10 and eight finish in fourth. Like it, it, I think that's what a lot of people are basing this on. Right. So I think that, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be as blowouty as some people are thinking. I think this is actually going to be a very close game and a, and a hard fought. Yeah. Game. Both of their past two games have been decided by uh, less than a uh, touchdown. And uh, the first game, didn't even have Zach Caleros. It was uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli breaking the record for most consecutive uh, completions. So, uh, I mean, they, they have a real good team, although they're short fan twos and uh, Owens since then. But uh, I do think that Kevin Elliott has come in and uh, fit in nicely. Uh, John Childs has come 
come in, and uh, Terrence Tolliver is a good receiver too. But I, I know oh, yeah. you're wearing those uh, green and gold sunglasses. Who are you picking? Oh, yes, absolutely. I am still picking the Eskimos to win. I still think that the Eskimos' defense has improved enough in the latter half of the season that they will find a way to to shut down what uh, Hamilton has for offense. And I believe that uh, this Eskimo offense is uh, going to be in another gear as they get into the playoffs. So I I think that the Eskimos uh, pulled this one out. I still think it's a close one. I, I'd go uh, within six points, but I... I think that and we're playing Captain Tractor. Oh yes, we are. It's a (laughs) it's a kitchen party on the Two and Out podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Full disclosure, um, my my friend's sister used to be in that band when really? they first... Uh, yeah, and uh, that was how I actually got introduced to them. But I went to a whole bunch of their shows when they were basically brand new. And man, I tell you, just the energy is unreal. And uh, it carries through to this day. It's still, uh, still a fantastic band. I'm actually going Hamilton. And oh, the, my God. At, what? Okay, at the beginning of the season, I predicted that the Hamilton Tiger Cats would finish second in the East and win the Grey Cup over the BC Lions. So I just need to stick with that. (laughs) I respect you sticking with it. Yeah, so I have to stick with that June prediction, and I'm going to play not the Arkells. I'm playing Monster Truck. I almost blew my eardrum off. Wow. Wow. And uh, now you know that if uh, the Eskimos lose, I'm blaming you. But that's fine. (laughs) Okay. uh, Last year, I predicted the Eskimos to win the Grey Cup. So take that for what you will, I guess. So this year, you're just wrong. That's fine. (laughs) That's that's okay. That that is okay. Uh, Coming up uh, after that game, the West semifinal, which I think could actually be the game of the playoffs uh, because the final two or the last two meetings these teams had Winnipeg won both of them and that's the key stat because BC leads Winnipeg in pretty much every other statistical category except (laughs) head-to-head record well and both games um, one definitely BC kind of threw away uh, I think we can all agree on that. And the other yeah. one decided by a very questionable fumble. Uh, ref call. Not uh, fumble. Was part Not decided. Wait, decided is not the right word. Definitely had a questionable call that kind of uh, did taint the game a touch. So uh, I, I think that they're very, very evenly matched teams, but I think it's going to be very, very hard for Winnipeg to win a third game against BC. Yes, BC's first home playoff game since the 2011 Grey Cup. Uh, Winnipeg's first playoff game since that same Grey Cup. So <laughs> I uh, Matt Nichols has been struggling the past few games. I mean, he looked all right last week against Ottawa's, you know, B team, yeah, yeah, but he did not look good at home against Ottawa's A team. Uh, no, I, I agree. So I, I don't know if he's kind of you know falling off a, a little bit here. Uh, this is another coaching one here. Wally Buono. I mean, Mike O'Shea's never been in the playoffs. Uh, Jennings had the playoff game last year where Calgary crushed BC, and yes. I think that he's learned from that. Buono teaches everybody they know teaches everybody what they know about football. So, I mean, (laughs) everything points in BC's favor here, but ah, I'm picking BC, but... Okay, I was going to say, are you saying you're going to pick Winnipeg? A a Winnipeg win does not shock me, 
And I actually, no, it wouldn't shock me either. And I actually see BC, if they win this, beating Calgary too. Ooh. Now, see, just because of that, uh, I'm going to side with BC as well. <laughs> Are you going BC? <laughs> you going BC here? I'm going BC, absolutely. All right. Now we're uh, going East Coast again. Spirit of the West. You have to excuse me. I'm not at my best. I've been gone for a week. I've been drunk since I left. And these so-called vacations will soon be my death. I'm so sick from the drink. I need home for a rest. Take me and Americans are thinking, do I still want to move to Canada? <laughs> why, why would they not? Everybody wants to scream, take me home in that song. Come on. It is like the most fun song. God, so great. Oh, we got poutine. Actually, oh, I had pulled pork poutine for lunch today. What? Yeah, there was a, a poutine bar at work. where A poutine bar? Yeah, we had the fries. The- I really need to come work where you do. <laughs> The cheese, the gravy, some other options, and I decided to put pulled pork on my poutine. (laughs) It's so good. I can only imagine. I am a lot jealous. And on that note, I got to go eat supper, man. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I had uh, uh, chicken Caesar salad for supper, so just be glad you're down in Red Deer and I'm in Edmonton. Yeah, my supper does not have any green in it. Oh, well... (laughs) Actually, I might have some broccoli in it so I can. Just, I, I might. But I'll melt some little. cheese on it. Well, you know, I don't ever want to get too carried away because I don't want that uh, that little cut scene for uh, Smarter Than an Overweight Podcaster to be wrong. So I'm here to help, buddy. Yes, that's why it was a chicken Caesar salad, not a Greek house salad, right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I can respect yeah. that. Well, thank you for not uh, sitting back at the spa with cucumbers in your eyes and filling out on two and out. <laughs> You're welcome. Filling Eddie. out on two and out. That was such an insult to you, but thank you for... Well, you know, I, I'm happy to come uh, on here whenever uh, whenever you guys put up the the uh, two and out logo in the sky. I will try and be uh, down here because I, I think this is always a riot. Yeah, there is no Northern Lights. It's no. only a two and out signal. I don't know what it is. Like, what would we shine in the sky? Uh, I mean, would it be an Alouette's logo? They had over 100 two and outs this year. They might be the official team of... <laughs> Our podcast. I was I was actually just in my mind picturing this large poutine floating floating in the sky. <laughs> maybe it's Jim Pop. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe it's uh, no. It's a poutine and a Tim Hortons double doubles beside it, just sitting there, and that just means hey, two and out is calling you. That's magical. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, somebody get on Photoshop. I can't wait. All right, thank you, Andrew from the Eskimo Empire Podcast. Uh, follow them on Twitter at Esk Empire Pod. And uh, what new episodes every Wednesday or Thursday? What is it? Uh, no, every Wednesday. And uh, yeah, we just uh, released our one today, just a touch late, where it was uh, a Franklin squeal fest. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, yeah, every Wednesday they they come out. And uh, if if they haven't got a chance. Uh, Last week we recorded with Dave Jamison. That was who used awesome. To be the, uh, yeah, the VP of communications with the Eskimos and his stories are unreal. And we have a whole other podcast that'll be coming in the off season of more stories from him that will. Uh, it, it, we were laughing the whole night. It was amazing. Awesome. Yeah, he was an amazing and fascinating guy uh, to listen to. So I'm looking forward to that extra pod. Uh, good luck in the playoffs on Sunday. And I'm still. Hey. Playoffs? <laughs> Playoffs? Well, uh, I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at 2 and Out CFL. I uh, will talk to you next week.